I mean, I think if you're if you're wondering if you have the skill set, of course you have the skill set. You don't need skills. You learn them as you go along. Um, and it's okay. It's okay to not know what you're doing and it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to um, be afraid. Like, totally fine. If you're considering being an entrepreneur, you don't even have to, it doesn't have to be black and white. If you want to go from you know, you don't have to go from being a full-time physician to being a full-time entrepreneur. You can be a full-time physician and be an entrepreneur one hour a week. You can go part-time and do part-time entrepreneurship. You can, there's so many gray zones in between. Um, and if you're afraid of the change, if you're afraid of the financial cost, because that is extremely large, if you're afraid of the, I mean, there's so many things to be afraid of there. You don't have to just jump into it. You can just up your toes in. Welcome to the Balance Medics Handover Podcast. Are you questioning whether medicine is right for you and not sure what to do next? If so, you've come to the right place. This podcast is full of real examples of doctors that have gone down different paths to prove that it's possible to transform your life and that it's never too late. I'm your host, Isabella, the founder of Balance Medics and a doctor that left clinical medicine. If you're ready to make changes now and live a life more aligned with your own values, coaching could be for you. You don't need to stay stuck. Reach out and see what's possible at balancemedics.com forward slash coaching. And now to the podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Balance Medics podcast. This episode, we are speaking all about physician entrepreneurship, and I'm so excited to welcome our inspirational guest who will be sharing her story all the way from Texas. Dr. Lara Hockman is a family medicine physician and advocate for physician well-being. Her own experiences in healthcare led her to create Happy Day Health, a boutique physician matchmaking agency that matches doctors with practices that align with their values and needs. Dr. Lara Hockman helps medics transition from burnout to enjoying practicing medicine again. Since then, Dr. Hockman has contributed to the amazing book Made for More, Physician Entrepreneurs Who Live Life and Practice Medicine on Their Own Terms, which was compiled by Dr. Una, the founder of Entree MD. This book really opens the mind to what is possible for physicians, and every chapter tells a unique story of a doctor that has proven we really are made for more. Now, without further ado, let's hand over to Dr. Hockman. Hi, Lara. So great to have you here on the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Now, Lara, I'd like you to start with sharing more about your journey and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, you know, it's very interesting. So I was one of those physicians who felt like, you know, something needed to change, something was wrong, but I'm just a physician. I have no other skills. I can't do anything else. I'm a doctor. So as burnt out as I felt or as um, disillusioned as I felt, I didn't really feel like there was much else. Um, you know, we're so pigeonholed in medical school and residency and all of our training um, to be physicians and nothing else. And um, and I think that at some point during our training, our our thought process and our minds shift kind of shifts from 
you know, being a college student or being a kid where you're like, I can do anything. I just need to work hard at it and I can do it to feeling the complete opposite of that. And um, so, you know, I did feel like, well, there's nothing I can do. Or if I felt with, or if I spoke with other friends who were physicians who felt similarly, it was very much a, well, there's nothing we can do. And this came from every every angle, even just, um, you know, negotiating contracts. And, you know, whereas I was happy to walk away from a contract, most of my friends and colleagues were not and felt like they didn't have that choice. Um, and so, you know, I'm not someone who always wanted to start my own business. I'm not someone who always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I'm not even someone who like wants to work more than spend time with my kids. Like I just, I just want to be a mom. Um, but I, I felt so frustrated with what's going on in medicine and I just couldn't sit by and watch it. And so I felt like I had a potential solution to this problem and I just had to do it. I, I couldn't just stand by and not do what I felt was necessary. And so, um, you know, I started this business out of a very strong desire to be a part of changing our medical landscape for the better. I love that you'd rather spend time with your kids, but you couldn't just sit by and watch. So you decided to do something about it. Yeah. And there's still, you know, I had work-life balance down to a T as a physician. I actually figured it out. Um, but then I started a business and I had to start all over again. And here I am figuring it out again. Um, and it's, you know, definitely better than I was at it even just a few months ago. But, um, you know, wherever we go, there we are. So here I am working on my work-life balance again. <laughs> That's true. It's a constant recalibrating. Exactly. Now, I wanted to go back a bit further when you first decided to study medicine. Did you always want to do family medicine? No, I went into medical school to be a surgeon. I love working with my hands. I enjoy, it's fun. I mean, surgery is fun and it's very cut and dry. You go in, you fix the problem, you come out, done. Um, so there were a lot of things I liked about surgery, but um you know, in medical school, when we were doing all of our rotations and going through, um, I actually was very serious about going into ear, nose, and throat surgery. Um, I had done research. I had presented the research. I had done tons of rotations. And I mean, I really actually enjoyed it. But the um, lifestyle of a surgeon was just not something that I was really all that interested in. And well, that, that's putting it very lightly. Um, and the training was really long. And I knew that um, I wasn't going to have kids in residency. I didn't want to, um, you know, once I had kids, I knew that I wanted to be working much fewer hours than you would be in residency. And I didn't want to wait that many years to have a kid. And, um, you know, back then there wasn't really, social media wasn't the thing that it is today. And so I didn't have access to all these physicians to be, women physicians to be able to tell me that, um, they're an ear, nose, and throat surgeon. They had kids. They have plenty of time with their kids. And so I did look for that. Um, and I spoke with many female ENT docs, and I couldn't actually find a single one that was able to tell me um, that the way they were able to parent is the way that I wanted to parent. Um, and so I changed my mind, and I went into primary care. Um you know, got to the point of applying to ENT and and realizing at that point even that 
maybe that wasn't the right thing for me. And I pushed my interviews to the very end of interview season um, because I had a very strong suspicion that that wasn't going to be for me. And I really enjoyed family medicine. Um, and so I changed my mind mid-interview season. <laughs> and here you are. Yep. I love how you touched on reaching out to other women and being able to see examples of women in social media who are able to do surgery and get that balance between family and medicine. And this book, Made for More, is all about that, about real world examples of women who are doing medicine and practicing on their own terms and showing that we can jump out of that box. Every chapter is such a unique story and your chapter 12, The Cavalry, is on the way. I really loved it. What drove you to move from the traditional path of medicine to being an entrepreneur? Um, a big part of it was that I um, I had been burned out and I actually left medicine at one point um, and then found myself back in medicine because the perfect job came up and in medicine as a physician. And um, it was very scary. I didn't know if I was going to take it, but I did. Um, I took it thinking, well, what's the worst that can happen? I'm already, I've already left medicine. <laughs> if I leave, I just leave again. Um, and it was what I thought it would be. And I did love it. I mean, I really, really loved it. And I remembered why I went into medicine in the first place. And I just, I mean, I just loved it. And I realized that it's just the system. And there are so many things that um, can be better. Um, you just have to know what to look for. And um, yeah, becoming a physician entrepreneur really was just born out of a need to make a change and to help other people see the same thing and to be able to find those practices that really make them happy as well. And when you were making that change from primary care physician to business woman entrepreneur, was that change linear? Oh my goodness, no. <laughs> it is... It is like a very tangled up bowl of yarn. It is all over the place. I'd say it's it's very it's linearly down at the beginning. I mean, it's so stressful, <laughs> so hard and so stressful. But you know, there's definitely definitely some big ups in there as well. That's great. So for people listening that are trying to figure it out, it's not just a straightforward path. There's a little bit of backwards and forwards. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's. It's crazy. I have a very new appreciation for people in business. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now, Happy Day Health is the company that you founded. You've already touched a bit on why you started it, but do you mind sharing more about that? About why I decided to create it? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I was already helping friends find physicians for their practice and putting in tons of hours into it. And I realized that by starting a company doing exactly that, I could have a much greater impact than just doing it for my friends. Um, so I did. I, I tried to make it something that I can do on a bigger scale um, and with the ability to change more physicians' lives than just, you know, my friends here and there. Great. So for people in Australia who maybe haven't heard of Happy Day Health, what do you exactly offer to physicians? So for physicians, um, you know, in the US, I help physicians find jobs that more closely align their, with their value systems. And what I'll do is, you know, there are different ways that I do that. I either will connect physicians with practices that I'm working with directly. 
Um, those are practices that I've vetted, that I have spoken with and gotten to know really, really well. Um, in those cases, it's an easy no-brainer. They're going to be happy in those practices, you know, assuming it's the right fit. Or I have this gigantic gigantic network of recruiters that I have formed and I can connect them with those jobs as well. Um, the caveat with that being that those are often hospital employed positions. And so no matter whether it's one of my positions or one of the recruiters positions, um, I will stay in touch with those physicians as much as they would like, which, uh, is often a lot. And, and I, I prefer it to be a lot and, you know, I get to be there in their ear and, you know, just kind of talk them through their thought process and what are they thinking and um, help help the physicians evaluate everything, you know, what's really important to them and all of that. And, um, you know, just recently I decided, you know, I realized I can also help physicians through the interview process. So I just added that as a service. That's something that I could help with in Australia um, where, you know, if physicians would like help with everything. So I'll help to um, help with the resume and then help uh, discuss before you even get any interviews, what are you looking for? What are your priorities? We can help to kind of figure that out. And then we'll talk before the interview. We'll prepare together. We'll talk after the interview. We'll debrief. Um, so I add that as a service as well just recently. That's so great because the environment that you work in really affects how you feel and it can be hard to find a place that you do feel comfortable in um, and the service you offer can help people feel that there's other options out there and that you're not trapped in what you're doing. Yeah and there's so many physicians that feel so trapped, so many. Definitely, definitely and that's why Made For More is so good because it's saying you don't need to stay trapped in that box. Yeah, I really hope everyone reads it. Those stories are just so amazing. I was just reading this morning one of the stories that one of my friends from the business school um, wrote. And in it, you know, we wrote this these stories about 18 months ago. Um, and, you know, at the time of this recording, it came out last week. And in her story, she wrote, one day, I would love to open my own practice. And here she is today. She has her own practice. And it was so cool to see where she was back then and what that has evolved to today. That's so great. And yeah, I think everyone should read it and I'll write more about it on the Balance Medics website. Now, in your story, you spoke about physician burnout and you yourself were affected by burnout. Why do you think there's such a rise in dissatisfaction among physicians? It seems like we have really um, moved away from being able to run, you know, drive our own ship here. Um, the insurance companies and the hospital systems and all of that have really driven how we practice. Um, and we have always been so focused on the patients that we haven't really taken time to step back and be involved in policymaking and, you know, fighting with the insurance companies and all of that. And as we got busier, we were more and more and more focused on just keeping up and just taking care of the patients until, you know, when we take a minute to look up and breathe, everything has changed. And so, I mean, it really just seems like we don't get to choose how we take care of the patients anymore. We don't get to spend enough time with the patients. We don't get the flexibility to be able to maybe take off a few hours to go watch our kids' baseball game or, you know, just the things that we as human beings beings need, even sometimes just taking lunch, you know, like we don't even take lunch anymore. Um, and that's just, it's not a sustainable way of living and, 
you know, with all of the regulations and hurdles and paperwork and well, it isn't, isn't even pay on paper anymore. And we're taking work home and we're working till midnight. And, um, it's just, it's not what it used to be. Um, and we go into this trying to help people and we, you know, we don't get to focus on that anymore. So it's trying to, you know, trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. We're just not able to do what it is that we went into medicine to do. Um, which is what I'm hoping to be a part of the change for. And, you know, I think a lot of people in the book really talk about something similar. Yeah, it was definitely a repeated sentiment in the book. And it's exciting to see that there's talk of a big cultural change in medicine. Yeah. And I, I do think change is coming for sure. Yeah, I think so too. And I think social media is one of the big helpers in that because there's a community being built. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, enabled us to meet people and um, who are, making changes or realizing that we can make those changes for ourselves as well. For sure. Now, in your journey to becoming an entrepreneur, what were the biggest barriers to you getting started? I think the biggest barrier to starting uh, was that I was afraid that um, it would be looked down upon by my company that I was uh, working for at the time. That's probably the only reason I didn't start it as soon as I wanted to. Um, but when things went south, it was, <laughs> it was a no-brainer. <laughs> so starting the business was easy. Um, doing the business was not very easy. So in the beginning, it sounds like the business you're working at going south helped you to overcome that fear quick. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so strange because I've always had this, like, what do you do as an entrepreneur? Like, how do you know what do like in medicine you walk in the room you ask them their chief complaint they tell you about it you ask them these set number of questions that you've been trained to ask and then you do a physical exam and then you tell them what they think they have and then you write your note like it's easy right like you have a very regimented way of doing things and in entrepreneurship it's the complete opposite you know so I've never you know I was just like well whatever I'll just do the next thing and and uh it's so different gosh it's so different to medicine but yeah the when I was ready to sacrifice losing a job, which I, I didn't lose the job, but you know, when I was willing to make that sacrifice for starting the business was when I started. I, d I don't think I realized how big it would get and how time consuming it would be. Yeah. Medicine is such a well-paved path. And even though it's hard, you know, all the steps that you need to take and it's quite a safe and secure career in that sense. Uh, very different to being an entrepreneur where I imagine it's definitely not as clear. Yeah, it, it could not be more different for sure. It's definitely not safe. <laughs> and now that you are the founder of Happy Day Health and the co-author of Made for More. How is it for you now in comparison to back then when you left medicine and were maybe not coming? It was very different. Um, you know, when I left medicine, I it was quite a few years ago, um, and I felt like at that time every day I woke up on vacation. I mean, it was absolutely glorious. Um, I got to be with my kids, and I mean, it was it was fun. It just coincidentally was during their um, school vacation. So it was, it was fun. Um, now it's just, it's hard to compare because I feel like I'm such a different person. Being an entrepreneur is, is such a large opportunity for growth. I feel like I'm so much 
wiser, maybe not smarter, but wiser. And I've grown so much as a person and I've really, you know, I've, I've gotten philosophical in my mind so many more times than I used to and, you know, really evaluating my priorities and, um, you know, how do I want to raise my kids? And, and I mean, I've always thought about how I want to raise my kids, but I think I just, I see the world differently and I, I'm, far more confident. And I like that I'm not afraid of taking risks anymore. And um, I'm a very different person than I was at that time. I think if I were to do nothing for work again, I don't imagine it would be the same as it was all those years ago, just because of how much I've grown and changed. That's great. That's great. The growth is so important. And what are the perks now for you as an entrepreneur? I really love helping physicians. I mean, I would say that's probably the biggest perk. Um, I thought the biggest perk would be making my own schedule, um, you know, having flexibility. But I like to joke that my boss sucks um, because (laughs) because I'm really hard on myself. Um, So, yes, in theory, I have flexibility, but um, I don't take time off very easily when I feel like I have a company to run. Um, and I have people counting on me. So, uh, yeah, I would say the biggest perk is, is, yeah, just being able to make that difference. I really, really enjoy it. And I'm getting back to having flexibility. Like we spoke about earlier, I'm, I'm learning that balance again. But it's fun. Like, I know that if I need to take a vacation or go somewhere, I can take my work with me, which is pretty cool. You can't do that in medicine. That's true. That freedom to move. Yeah, exactly. Now, what advice would you give to a doctor listening right now who would like to be an entrepreneur but not sure if they have the skill set or not sure if they have what it takes? Yeah. I mean, I think if you're if you're wondering if you have the skill set, of course you have the skill set. You don't need skills. You learn them as you go along. Um, and it's okay. It's okay to not know what you're doing and it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to um, be afraid. Like, totally fine. If you're considering being an entrepreneur, you don't even have to, it doesn't have to be black and white. If you want to go from, you know, you don't have to go from being a full-time physician to being a full-time entrepreneur. You can be a full-time physician and be an entrepreneur one hour a week. You can go part-time and do part-time entrepreneurship. You can, there's so many gray zones in between. Um, And if you're afraid of the change, if you're afraid of the financial cost, because that is extremely large. If you're afraid of the, I mean, there's so many things to be afraid of there. You don't have to just jump into it. You can just dip your toes in. It's fine. (laughs) I like that. Just saying that it's okay to not know and you can just dip your toes in. Yeah. Now, doctors are often wondering what the requirements are for a role. So what do you think the requirements are for being an entrepreneur? To be a human being. That's it. Just do it. I mean, there's there's no, you don't need an MBA. You don't need a degree. Um, there are some physicians I know that um, are successful because they don't have an MBA and they feel like it doesn't, um, uh, it, it, they're more open to making, making those changes. I think the only requirement is to be brave. You, you, you know, to have a fear and do it anyway, that's it. That's it. I mean, just do it. You don't have to know anything before you start. I mean, I started a business 
in something I knew literally nothing about. I didn't know how to find physicians. I didn't know anything about employment contracts other than how much they sucked. I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know anything. And through the journey, I feel like I've grown so much. I can read a resume in like 10 seconds, which I mean, that seems so silly, but you know, before I would spend a good amount of time looking at resumes and I can get the same amount of information in no time. I can advise practices on, you know, what to do. I can advise physicians on how to interview, what they're looking for, the little subtle changes. Like, um, you know, there's so many things, how to run a business, how to do a finance sheet, like all these things, how to hire a VA. Uh, Cause I made a gigantic mistake hiring a VA at the beginning. And, um, my, you know, I learned my mistake. I, Walked away, I licked my wounds, and I now have the most awesome VAs, but it's fine to make mistakes. Like, so what? You learn from it. So there are no requirements to being an entrepreneur, just the ability to be okay with making mistakes and um or the the or even the ability to learn that it you will eventually learn to be okay with making mistakes. But um, yeah, if especially if you're a physician, you can absolutely do it. You're pretty dang smart. I love that, just being a human being. And if you read the book Made For More, you can see so many stories of women that were saying they were so scared that I'm just a physician, I can't do that. But then you see the whole journey of them going from being scared to actually doing it and then saying that they're so glad that they did do it. Yeah, it's cool. And that, you know, that feeling of I'm just a physician, which is how I used to feel. I feel like if I were to read this book today, I would be like, well, but I'm not as cool as those people or God. And, you know, most of the people in my, in that book are my friends now. And I'd look at them. I think, gosh, these are just regular human beings doing amazing things. And I think, you know, it just shows like, they're just normal people, like fine. It's, and they're cool. Like, Gosh, they're doing cool things. Yeah, that's right. It's not something that is so out of reach of what you can get that anyone can do that. Yeah, exactly. Now, I ask this of everyone that comes on the podcast. What is balance to you? Balance is, you know, my view of balance has changed. Um, I used to see it as spending a certain quantity of time doing certain things. So working, you know, maybe... 50% of the time and spending 50% of the time on mothering household things. And I spent a few years on every single possible combination of different quantities that you can imagine. I worked, you know, two full days a week. I worked five half days a week. I worked two and a half, three, like every combination. And then when I found a job that I loved... I was able to find that balance, not because of how much time I was spending at each thing, but because I enjoyed each thing. And I actually loved that job so much that my hours went up, you know, to pretty much way more than I'd ever worked since residency. And I still loved it. And I still had balance because when I went to work, I was really enjoying myself. I felt like I was making a difference. And it was a nice break from being home. And when I went home, I was able to enjoy myself and be with my kids. And it was a nice break from being at work. Um, So I think balance is really about finding things that make you happy and finding things that make you feel fulfilled and being able to appreciate those things rather than just quantity of time. 
Yeah, that's so true. Finding something that aligns with your values and it's like what you're doing now and helping people do. Now, is there anything you'd like to add that you think would benefit the listeners? You know, what I've been thinking today is about why. So when you think about why you went into medicine, why you went into your specialty, whatever it is, I think that's so important. I do a lot of work with physicians who are looking for work, obviously, because that's what I do. And a lot of times the focus on which job to choose comes down to salary. Um, and, you know, in that instance, I would say, think about why, why do you want the higher salary? Um, is it because you want to retire early? Well, you know, what if you don't get to retirement or what if something happens and you don't get to enjoy your retirement or whatever that is, you know, ask yourself why, or if, you know, if you want to earn a higher salary because you want to pay for your student loan debt, well, that's extremely valid, but um, you know, why do you want to pay for your student, student loan debt sooner? Why would you rather take a higher paying job that maybe isn't going to um, be as fun or fulfilling or autonomous or whatever it is? Like, why are you willing to make that sacrifice? And, um, you know, all of those things. So I think a lot of those whys and um, not forgetting our initial why of why did you want to be a doctor? You know, um, I think it's so important. Why do I feel trapped in this job? Why do I feel like I can't get out? Um, I think that a lot of the answers to questions or issues that we currently have or can prevent come from asking ourselves why. So that's what I'd like to say. These are my, these are my musings from the morning. So <laughs> I, I hope that helps because I feel like I haven't had that much time to um, really put even more thought into that and, and all of that. But I, I think that it's such an important question that we need to be asking ourselves. I think starting with why is so important because it's often how, how can we do this? How can I do that? It's uh, It reminds me of Simon Sinek's book and, and talk, Start With Why. Oh, yes. Such a good book. Exactly. Yeah. And Starting with why things can start to unfold and you can see it with your own story. You wanted to help physicians and make that change and I guess that was your why. Exactly. <laughs> so how can people find you and reach out to you? So um, my website, which has a contact form on there that goes directly to me, is www.happydayhealth.co. It is not .com. And I pretty much live on LinkedIn. My name there is Laura Hockman, MD. And then I'm also on TikTok, um, Instagram, Twitter as Happy Day MD. Oh, and I have a YouTube channel where I help out, you know, where I'll talk about things that I get questions about. So that's, you know, how to write a resume or questions to ask in an interview or maybe just what I've been thinking that day. But that is Happy Day Health by Laura Hockman, MD. And go check it out. That's great. So you're on all the platforms. <laughs> I'll link to that in the show notes. And how can people find the book? The book is called Made for More. It is on Amazon. Um, it You can do the Kindle. You can do a paperback. Um, hopefully we'll do an audio at some point too. Um, but yeah, it's on Amazon Made for More. There actually is a copy out there. So you want to make sure you get the one that is 
um, being sold by Dr. Una, so uh, Neko Unachuku, um, and not by a pretend fake seller. Oh, I didn't realize there was a fake seller. Um, but get the right copy, everyone. It's really worth checking it out and having a look at Made for More. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Lara, and giving us your valuable time. It was really helpful. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to the Balance Medics Handover podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, I'd love for you to take a minute to rate and review this podcast and click the follow button. For more resources, check out the Balance Medics website. The link to this will be in the show notes below. See you next episode.